Hello, back again. Back again. Mitch and Grant, episode five, Kaleidoscope. We're going to talk about minutia, bullshit, the little things, the intricacies of life. Mm. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's, All right. I know where I want to start. All right, hit me. Fucking Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> yeah, Walmart. I want to start with the very beginning of the experience, right? You pull into the parking lot, and there's no spaces all the way at the back. So you're like, all right, I'll just... If you're like me, you just park in the farthest away spot because it's open. But if you're like most people, you're going to drive all the way to the front, turn around, drive all the way down the next row, drive all the way down the next row until you've covered the entire parking lot and then you park. Mm-hmm. But the problem for me is that I have to deal with those people. And they always go down the wrong damn... Uh, you know how they have like arrows? Yeah, up, you, down. Yeah, and people go down the wrong damn ones and you got to like squeeze, let them through. And there's always some fucking family with like 20 kids blocking the whole <laughs> road because <laughs> their kids are all in the middle so you have to wait on them to get out of the way and then there's fucking carts pushed over into the mulch and shit because people didn't want to push them an extra 20 feet into <laughs> the cart corral so they're just <laughs> laying all over the parking lot so it's like alright whatever I'll just go in it'll be better when I get inside in the shade nice air condition and you go in and it's just fluorescent lights and people screaming and kids running rampant and decaying produce. And <laughs> it's just everything's very, very grim. And you you go through all the aisles and, you know, it depends on which Walmart you go to. But usually there's some kind of shitty music playing. And there's people that, they, you know how when you go down the aisles with your cart? This is like cart etiquette, right? Like you have to look both ways before you just shoot out of the aisle. Mm-hmm. And no one does that. And so you're just going down the main aisle and then people shoot out right in front of you. Fucking T-boned. Yeah. There's like an accident and you got to file a police report with the carts, <laughs> the broken salsa or whatever. And whatever. You, you, go, you go through the store, right? You get your food. You get down to the milk aisle. All the milks are expired and you wonder whose job it is to get rid of the expired ones <laughs> so you have to you have to take all the expired ones out of the front to get to the one in the back that's going to expire in two days and get that one the newest one and then you get your eggs you open up the eggs to make sure none of them are broken and the first five boxes you open <laughs> all have broken eggs <laughs> so you finally find a box of eggs that's not broken only to realize when you get it home that it was broken on the bottom so you didn't see it <laughs> you should have listened to him. You fucked up. Yeah, that's right. So you get you get the eggs and the milk, and then you go on through the aisles. And of course, we're talking about Walmart, so the stores are—I mean, the shelves are not organized at all. There's shit all over the place where it shouldn't be. Half the shelves are empty. I don't know, they, like they can't keep anything in stock, right? So not, you, you come looking for a certain kind of bread, they don't have that kind of bread. And the chances are, whenever they do, it's not going to be on the day that you came. Of course, right? Mm-hmm. Why would it be? And so you start going down the aisles, and there's people just yelling and screaming. Something hits you on the head, and you look up and realize someone just threw something across several aisles, and it hit you in the head. What Whatever. The fuck? Doesn't matter. <laughs> What's this never happened to you in a Walmart? <laughs> not that part. Oh, well, you haven't been to the right Walmarts then. Apparently. <laughs> but no, you get up to the front, and... This is this is just a cliche. Everyone knows this, but the, the lines are incredibly long. 
just way too fucking long and it's like okay how many you think they would know right like it's the end of the day rush you think they would put enough people on the registers or you think they would call people that are like because no one does anything you see employees walking in the store like where the fuck are they walking to all i whenever i see an employee they're just walking somewhere like they spend all their time getting from one place to another and then it's like so it's like okay i'm gonna go over here and they just fix something on the shelf like okay i gotta walk all the way to the other end of the store now and fix this thing so no one does anything no one does their job and then you know you, you go you go to the checkout line you stand there and then you almost get to where it's your turn to check out and you get up there and then of course the lady in front of you wants to pay with her uh tax return check and they scan the check but it doesn't go through because it's a government check and they have to do it manually and so then the cashier is new and so they she can't do it so they have to call the manager Manager takes 20 minutes to get over there. There's people behind you getting in other lines. But you can't move now because there's three people behind you and you've secured a good spot at this point. You're number two. It's better just not to roll the dice. And so, and so you just wait here. Finally, the manager comes and they can't figure it out. So they have to call the, the uh, their manager and then their manager comes out. Finally, they tell the lady that she can't pay with that check. And then she, that's all the, the only source of payment she brought. So they have to load all of her stuff back up into the bags and put it back into her cart and then she gets mad and it just causes a giant scene finally she leaves now it's your turn to check out and this this checkout lady is just super pissed off and you're pissed off and you just she just says how are you doing in the most sarcastic tone ever and you just don't say anything back because you feel like anything you say is just going to piss her off so you just look down (laughs) stare at this slow moving belt as the other person behind you puts the stupid divider in just to make sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that you don't get any of their shit. Yeah. Like, no, this is my shit. Okay, so you she bags all your stuff, and you get these fucking flimsy bags, and hoping they feel like they're going to break because she put way too much stuff in each bag. And you load up your cart, and you're pushing it out. And, of course, there's one wheel that's always pulling to some direction. I knew that was coming, that fucking old yeah, that, shitty there joke. Has, there has to be a shitty wheel, right? There has to be a shitty wheel. <laughs> and it, always. It either... And it always fucking pulls. <laughs> it always fucking pulls or my, one direction or the other. Or my favorite is when there's a piece of gum stuck on it. <laughs> so oh it's like... I never had the gum. I've always had the pulling. It's always the pulling. Every time. So then, okay, so we're almost out of the store, right? Almost at the exit, on the home stretch. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's a, sir, can I see your receipt? And so you show them your receipt because you don't want to get into more altercations than you've mm-hmm. already been through just to get the groceries. But you feel slightly insulted by the fact that you are being accused of stealing something after all the hell you just went through to get that. And the fact that a person like you shopping at Walmart, I mean, why would you steal anything? You're better than that. If I'm going to steal, I'd go steal from Lowe's Foods, you know? (laughs) And so you get out to the parking lot, and then you start pushing your cart out of the parking lot, and it's insanely bumpy. Like, whoever paved the thing just did a shit job. It's just, and it's just shaking your hands. You feel like you're on one of those fucking massage machines that, like, shake your arms, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so you finally get out to your car, and you load up your groceries and then you try to drive out, and of course there's a line of cars right behind you, and you have to wait for all of them to clear out before you can even back out. Even though everyone sees your reverse lights on, they just keep coming out. And finally you're out of the store. So, that's the end of my rant. 
<laughs> I feel like that exact series of events happened to you at Walmart at one point. Oh, no, no I, that's like my every week I go shopping. Are but, those are those like an amalgam of your shitty Walmart experiences or is that one particular experience? Bits and pieces of it were taken from individual <laughs> real Walmart experiences. But okay. usually I'm not so unlucky to have all of those things happen to me at once. So it's mostly based on true events. Oh, all of it is true events, just not a series. Right. None of that happened all at once, but pretty damn close. I mean, I've had the bumpy wheel and the and the driving around the parking lot and people in the way well, the almost drive, every time I go. But. The driving around, I mean, that's anywhere. And the And the thing about that is, like, that just shows how fucking lazy people are because... You drive around, drive around. You know, if you just fucking parked in the back the first time yeah, and walked, you'd have, have already been time. there. I mean, that seems obvious to me. But what's fascinating is that the amount, the the effort exerted in walking is is more uh, deniable to these people than time itself. Like you only mm-hmm. have so much time in your life. That's true. And That's they'd true. rather just waste a complete two minutes of their life than then expend the effort it takes to walk for 30 seconds like that's just i don't know it's one thing if you're insanely overweight but if you're just a normal person it's sort of we said that before i think uh a little a little ways back about like action and inaction you know where whatever yields in action it probably yields the greater result but it requires the action versus inaction it's it's less effort physical effort to fucking push a pedal with your foot than it is to walk. So people take that route, even though it's technically the route of inaction or lesser action. And the result is usually shittier in the sense that it wastes more time. But that's just the nature of people. The nature of people is that they want the short term, you know, that all of of what you're describing, it sounds to me like whoever paved the shitty pavement, Right, whoever did like that really quick shitty job, whoever, you know, like the shitty plastic bag, all these things, it is because people wanted to take a shortcut. Just expediency. It was expedience. It was it was somebody wanted to take the 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 path of least resistance. This guy was like, okay, I could pave this right and never have to hear it, but it'll take time. Yeah. He's okay. like, what's the shittiest I could pave it and still yeah. get away with it? Yeah, and like, what's the baseline? The he does the baseline <laughs> so that way he could get home in time to, like, fuck his fat wife or whatever, you know? Whatever the fuck he was looking forward to, his shitty football game, I don't know. I don't fucking know what this guy was looking forward to, hypothetically, but, um, you know, he he takes that route because it's just, it's easier. But in the end, usually these things come back, like... Well, think about all the misery he puts into the world. Like, the amount of misery it caused me in one shopping experience to have the bumpy yeah. cart. It's, like, very little, right? But if you consider how many people have that shitty Encounter experience, that same it's, thing. like, thousands and, and, on, a da- the, on a daily basis. And to go a step further, that's one thing. Like, I don't I don't so much mind that because that's that's just a parking lot. The parking lot is a, is a, a trivial piece of the puzzle. It's really not that important in the grand scheme of the shopping cart experience. Really what gets me is the fucking wheel because what this tells me is some dick, some just heartless, gutless piece of human trash decided to be so fucking reckless with a cart, bust the wheel out of fuck. That's the scumbag who made everybody's life miserable going forward. 
the paved guy, that's ancillary. That's secondary. That's really, he's an asshole, but he's a lesser asshole. Yeah. The motherfucker who just went rampant and went on a fucking rampage with his cart and then bestowed it upon you <laughs> and then you bestowed it upon another and another and another and another. That's the true just fucking Satan. That's that's how I feel about that person. You're just you're, you're just scum. You're are, you're nothing more than scum. People are crazy cart drivers, dude. They're always running into shit. And and that's also why. the motherfuckers, like you said, who who put them up on the mulch. It's it's like just fucking go twenty feet and put it in the compartment. You know, people have this shitty attitude. They're like, oh well, it's that guy's job to to rack the carts anyway. That doesn't mean you have to be such a piece of shit. And then people who don't put shit back on the shelves where it belongs, you know? Oh, they just pe- leave it up. Well, the- people bitch that Walmart's organize- disorganized, but that's because everyone who goes in there yeah. is a fucking, you know, hooligan little bastard. Yeah, like you never see Lowe's Foods carts laying around in the mulch. And it's yeah. not because their employees come out and take them out. It's just because no one leaves them there. Yeah, there's just a certain caliber of shopper, you know? <laughs> and it's like the fucking kids... that. The types of parents that'll bring people into Walmart, the fucking kids just run rampant. And and I'll tell you where this is particularly an issue: the clothes, because everyone's so fucking fat in Walmart. I would say the fat ratio is exponentially higher than that of other fucking grocery stores. So, and the and the irony is that the aisles are more narrow in Walmart, but the people are wider. So. Y- a lot of shortcuts that, that you'll take are through the clothes. I do this. I don't know if yeah. you do this. I take the shortcut. Oh, yeah. But then there's always, like, some little fucking kid running around playing within the clothes and shit, and you're <laughs> tripping over them. It's just it's a fucking mess. The parents, like, who the fuck knows where? They don't even know. And fucking La La Land somewhere. I'll tell you another one that irks me. This is one you didn't mention. And maybe this is specific to me, and I begrudge the dirty fucking rat who works at this Walmart. Don't know his name, but fucking i bring the fucking i hope the the goddamn fury of olympus is called down upon him and he's smited with fucking zeus's lightning this bastard so i feel like a register is a register okay if there is a fucking register and an employee works behind it it is their obligation to check you out okay so what i'll do is if i'm going to walmart and there's just a few things i need small items particular items and the self-checkout is just, everything's just stocked, right? And let's say I buy a couple little groceries, whatever. I'll go to electronics to pay for them, to get the fuck out faster. Yeah. And there's this motherfucker in electronics at the Walmart that I go to sometimes. Just, he's he's about my age. He's a young guy, but his fucking hair is like all gross and stringy and thinning. He's just a dick. He deserves it. And this fuck denies me every time and he always has some bullshit excuse he's like oh sorry i'm dealing with a customer there's no one around like it's just fucking desolate and he's just standing there and this other guy's working beside of him and he's and then the other guy walks away the guy the the dick and then the guy the other guy's like oh it's cool man i'll check you out i got you like this fuck just will not give me the satisfaction of checking out i just no i want him to check me out (laughs) yeah be like no you get the fuck out him he's the guy like who gives a shit, you know? Who gives a shit? It's not like you're specifically only allowed to ch- to fucking ring me up for electronics, you know? 
And that's just Walmart. That's just one thing. That, that's why like, I largely don't go to Walmart. I only go to Walmart when I absolutely fucking have to. I have no other choice. I have little other choice. You know, when it's right there. Generally, I'm just going to go to Harris Teeter and avoid the whole fucking thing. That's it. I get to listen to some fucking soothing music, some pretentious bullshit, and, you know, pretend like I'm a little more civilized than I really am, <laughs> and just buy shit with my shitty little Vic card that's still not as cheap as the Walmart savings. Either way, beyond the grocery shit, there are many annoyances, of which we had prior discussed before this. That's, that's, that's part of it. It's fucking annoying. It's annoying. But... Uh, Another one I was going to mention uh, was shoes. Shoelaces. Okay. Shoelaces. Fucking shoes. I've just got to the point where I'm just done with it. I'm, fu- I'm fucking finished. You could see by my uh, booty slippers here that, that I've got slid on. <laughs> I'm not fucking with laces anymore. All right. So every pair of shoes now, if they don't slide on or zip or something, I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm just going to keep on fucking walking, you know, because the amount of effort and time, and this is where you talk about time, you could, you could certainly make an argument that this is lazy and I really wouldn't disagree with you. But the way I feel is we spend some, I think it's like roughly 80,000 minutes per lifetime tying shoes. And that just seems fucking insane. That's an extraordinary amount of time tying shoes. You know, I could be wrong on that number, but it's still, like, extremely fucking high. So to me, I would rather just fucking slide them on. That's it. I'm going to slip them on. Little shoelaces. And also, with shoelaces, it takes more time. You have to worry about tying the motherfuckers every time you put them on. Well, see, I, I learned my way around that a long time ago. What I started doing is I would tie the shoes when I got them, but tie them just loose enough so I could get them off without mm-hmm. untying them. And then I'll just slip them on and off. I'll do that with some shoes. I have some shoes that that applies to. Uh, another thing is you have to worry about the untie. You have to worry about the shoes coming untied. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then you're tripping over the them. fucking laces. Then you look like a dipshit. And then somebody's going to be like, oh, your shoe's untied. And then you look like an <laughs> asshole, you know. So then you got to double tie them. you got to stop in the middle of a public place and bend over like a dick and tie yeah. your fucking shoe. It's, a, it's just a fucking mess. So I'm done with that. Uh, another one is... Uh, doors bathroom doors this one's big for me i'm i'm pretty fucking germaphobic and this uh this one this one irks me on a per- on a deeply personal level so i've never understood this all right so most bathrooms first of all a public bathroom should be a fucking saloon door period it just should be yeah in the sense that it's just pushed one way or the other doesn't matter you just fucking you can like kick the shit out of it and it'll just fl- fly open, yeah. no matter if you're coming in or going out. It's like the doors they have in, at kitchens and restaurants. Exactly. Yeah. That's the way that the door should be. Because, I mean, beyond that, you have the stall door. So, like, what the fuck's the difference, right? So, yeah. it's really just an annoyance. All right. Now, moving beyond this, most bathroom doors. Now, there is, that is a highly coveted door. But it's a rare door. It's not a door that we that we bear witness to often. Uh, what the saloon door? The saloon door within yeah. the bathrooms. Uh, there there are few places that have it, but when they do, it's a joyous occasion. Mm. Okay, but most of the time, it's a push. It's a push pull. Okay, and here's the problem. <sighs> T 
to get in the bathroom, you push. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you have to pull. So you have to pull when you're inside the bathroom. So basically, if you wash your hands, it doesn't matter. You've just... You've just put yourself in the same position as any yes, asshole you, that hasn't washed it's his a, hands. It's a zero-sum game, friend, yeah. okay? I'm saying you start from the fucking yeah. beginning. It's like the prisoner's dilemma, right? If everyone washes their hands, then it's going to turn out fine. But if one person doesn't, it fucks up the whole game. Everything. Yeah. It's all for naught, yeah. okay? So, right, and, and most of the, the doors are like this. So it's like, when you go into... Why do I care about... If you're a decent person... Okay, if you have any amount of decency in your heart, you're going to wash your hand. You're going to wash your fucking hands after going to the bathroom. You will, if you if you have any de- a shred of decency. So, having the pull, uh, having the push to go in is, is really unnecessary. I don't mind to pull. Yeah, you're already going to wash your hands. Exactly. I don't, I don't mind pulling to get in the bathroom because my hands are going to get gross anyway. Whatever, it's fine. I'm going to wash them unless and then I can like just push unless out. Unless there's like a batch of hepatitis on the door handle. Yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm all right <laughs> with it. Unless there's, you know, there's extenuating circumstances. But generally, I'm fine with it. But instead, what happens is, you know, we push to get in. Like, oh, shit, I don't want those germs going in the bathroom. Let me push the fucking thing with my foot or my knee or my elbow or whatever. Then you get in there, and then, you know, you take a piss, you wash your hands, and then you've got to hit the pull. You've got to pull the thing, and it's like, who's to say that this dick, t- did wa- you know, didn't wash? He fucking probably didn't wash his hands after touching his dick. So now you're touching his dick and this guy's <laughs> dick and that guy's dick. And it's just, come on, man. So now I've got a bunch of fucking sweaty sack on my hand. So what do you got to do? Well, of course, you've got to waste fucking a paper towel or something. Grab it with that. You know, grab it. See, I grab usually, it. And, I, and then here's the I key. usually would just use like my pinky or some irrelevant well, finger now, that I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to get to that because then now, you know, we're all hippy dippy and we're like, oh, don't waste trees, which that's cool. Fair enough. I'm fine with that. So then lots of places only have. Oh, I blowers. cannot stand that shit. They only have hand blowers, like, so then you're forced to oh use an appendage it's always to the, get out. I can't stand the ones that have shitty blowers. Like, if you're going to commit oh, to only having a, a Yeah, hand you dryer. need one of those Dyson motherfuckers. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like the fucking jet, Yeah, you know? But most times, it's it's like a shitty old blower. Some just takes fucking forever, like you know? Someone, it's like it's just... <sighs> It just barely yeah. has it. It's like a faint breath. It's just not good. It's like an old lady with emphysema trying to warm your fucking hands up. <coughs> That's all you get. So you're trying to get the fuck out. And so, you ha- yeah, you have to use a pinky. And then it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you use the pinky, but yeah. still you're, it's it's there. The yeah. germs are there. And then you're going to touch your foam with it. And yeah, it's going to so get on the rest of your fingers. So all this really amounts to fucking nothing. Yeah. And, and you might as well have just started over. Especially if you went to the bathroom just to wash your hands. You're wasting your time. Just have <laughs> some fucking Germex, yeah. you know, on you at all times. So that one really, really bothers me because I feel like it's so fucking avoidable. Yeah. It's so avoidable, you know. Just basic common sense on the part of people that design things. It, it should. Now, I'm going to tell you an example of a place that just has one of the most incredible bathroom experiences you'll ever have. There's this pizza place around here called Firestorm Pizza. Okay. The pizza's pretty fucking mediocre, to be frank. But that's not... The, actually, they have a good deal. It's eight bucks. You get to make your own pizza. It's pretty sweet. Pizza's mediocre. That's not the point. It's the bathroom. Never seen anything like it in my life. You go in this bathroom. Everything's high-tech as fuck. Okay? It's some, like, super Japanese shit. Okay? So, you know, you do what you gotta do. 
What's unbelievable is they do have the dreaded push-pull. Mm. However, they have this little mechanism attached to the wall that looks like a tissue box. And it specifically has these tiny little tissue things that you use just to open the door. Oh, that is awesome. That's fucking slick. Oh, shit. Just, and you could tell it's not, it's not like a regular tissue. Like, it's really fucking small. <laughs> and it's just for this situation. That's awesome. And, and they have like um, this dispenser behind the toilet seat that has like this fucking almost like saran wrap that you pull out and it you covers the toilet the seat, seat I've seen those for your before. ass. Yeah. yeah. It's some wild shit. Have you ever been in a rest stop? No, not really. Oh, you haven't? Like, I mean, I know what a rest stop is obviously, yeah. but I've never like went and took a shit in one or anything. No, I don't know if this is just a, a thing in North Carolina here or if it's a federal because it's on the interstate system, but at least here, the rest stop bathrooms are the shit. Like, they're awesome. First of all, there's no door, right? It just has one of those coagulated hallway things. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, so you go I in like there. That. Walmart actually has that to their credit. Oh, yeah. A lot of them do. I'll give them credit for that. And so you go in there, and everything's automatic. The fucking urinals are automatic. The toilets are automatic. They got the sensors. Even the soap dispenser and the sink and the hand dryer and the paper towel dispenser, all automatic. So you Ooh. don't have to touch shit. You can go in and out of that bathroom and only touch your dick. Like, that's it. You don't have to do anything. And then they have those uh, uh, toilet seat covers, like you were saying, right. on the back of the toilets. And the, the the gaps in the stall doors are very thin. Like, as thin as you could possibly think. It's like eighth of an inch. So that that's a big bonus, too. Yeah. What is with the gap? Yeah, I was about to say, the gap. Why do we need it? What? Why can't we go? This is an old uh, Seinfeld bit where it's like, in the show, like, why the fuck can't we go to the top and bottom? What do we need? What is it? A fucking fire hazard or something? <laughs> why do we need this? Why do, and why are the gaps between the door and the stall so fucking wide? You could watch a movie between that fucking gap. It's so big. I'm talking like not just the top and bottom gap. No, I know, side, I know, I know, I yeah, know. That's what side. I'm talking about. That gap. It's enough that to gap. fucking make eye contact with someone. Yeah, you were like, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, that's fucking Bob from the office. I know him. <laughs> the fucking gap's ridiculous. <laughs> You know, so that that one's a lot of bathroom annoyance. I have a lot of bathroom annoyance. It's just as someone who is really is fucking perturbed by germs, you know, germs. Another one is uh, seat etiquette, seat etiquette. Uh, <laughs> this would apply to movies, uh, concerts, comedy shows. Seat etiquette is very real. OK, and this is like the. The, the fucking middle the middle arm right who gets the middle arm oh, okay. I can't fucking stand this so you have a chair you have two chairs you have two seats like at a at a concert next to one another or an airplane an airplane is a very good example Air, airplane is actually a better example yeah because you have to sometimes stay on there for like 12 right. hours so. so why the fuck don't we give two tiny arm that seems obvious right you know it's like Instead, what you do is you have this fucking chair, okay, and then I have my left arm. I'm on the left side, all right? This this dude's to the right, whatever. Somebody's to the right of me. So I get the left, then there's the mid, and then there's the right fucking arm stand, whatever the fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty obvious who gets left and right. And then we, there's this fucking eternal battle in the middle. And you're going to have two types of people. You're going to have the fuck that's, like, super aggressive and adamant about having the, the middle arm arms chair thing whatever 
We need to establish a name for this fucking thing. Armrest. Armrest. That's what God, it's called. Jesus Christ, my arm, my fucking brain is like <laughs> your arm. My my fucking brains is. <laughs> See, my, my, what I usually do with that is I'll use it like on a plane ride if I'm going to be on there for hours. I'll use it for like thirty minutes, and then I'll take my arm off. Okay. And then I'll let the other person use it, and then I'll I'll, I'll be eyeballing it at the corner of my so you're eye. Keeping as, tabs. As soon as they take it off, boom, mine again. And then I'll keep okay. it for a while, and then they they get the they get the idea after a couple hours. Okay, we're trading this off. That okay. seems fair to me. Maybe we should just be outright and be like, "Listen, <laughs> we're gonna work in shifts here." But what they need to do is just cut the fucking thing in half, give it a little bit of a gap, and just give me a tiny tiny sliver, yeah. just a sliver in our. I don't even need the whole thing, just a sliver of one, because really it's about propping it up. It's not about full arm coverage. Okay, so that's one that really, and another one, and this is fucking trigger warning. Trigger warning. Going to particularly, like an airplane is the best example, and a fucking comedy show, because a concert generally you stand. Very obese people. Mm-hmm. This really fucking bothers me. Brad, actually, I really fucking wish you were <laughs> in this right now. <laughs> he would attest to this. We went and saw, um, what's that motherfucker's name? Jim Jeffries? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, the Australian guy. Yeah. And, uh, it's an old place it's like durham theater or something it's really old and we were in there for he he went over because some dude started heckling him and it was crazy it was pretty sweet and he just totally grilled the guy and but the guy next to i was on the edge and the guy next to brad was you know very obese like very 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 obese and brad started to like freak the fuck out because he had just he just couldn't breathe he couldn't move he had no space, and he actually got up and left like twenty minutes before his set ended because he just he just couldn't take it anymore. You know, he just fucking snapped. Like, really, the two, I, I stand by the two seats. I stand by yeah, it. Me too. Two seats, like it's just, you know, you could call it a fat tax, and I mean, it sounds. I know we're getting a little off topic here, but really, you know, it's like. I don't think you can debate the fact that it costs more to produce fabric for a fucking 6X than it does a small. How is this a fucking argument? You should have to... If you take up the size of two seats, you should have to fucking pay for two seats. Yeah. Lest the rest of us suffer. Yeah. So nothing is fucking worse. Nothing is worse. I'm all for people, you know, not having their individual differences impact them negatively in a society right because everyone's different but if it gets to the point where that difference begins to negatively impact everyone objectively so in other words it doesn't matter who you are sitting next to this fat guy it's going to negatively impact you Hmm? objectively in that case something would need to be done about it and there should be if there's severe spillage yeah if there's severe (laughs) spillage and and the top of your muffin top is like a just yeah. leaning over into my lap like that's yeah. a problem yeah I, I remember when i was getting off of the flight in charlotte um i was walking out of the airport and i saw this dude leaving the terminal huge fucking guy probably at least 400 pounds um and he had this shirt on and it just pissed me off because i knew he was getting off a plane but this shirt said i beat anorexia <laughs> and the dude's I've like i've seen that fucking shirt on 4chan and shit <laughs> <laughs> so the dude's like and it's like okay you're fat whatever you just rode on a plane and ruined some dude's flight whatever but the fact that you're proud of it just fucking pissed yeah, me off it's one right i see what you're saying like do you make a joke of it or, or whatever 
I don't know. That's a whole fucking separate thing. I could go yeah. in on that forever about that and like the health system and how it's like a huge yeah. fucking problem. Obesity is probably one of the biggest fucking problems in America and in first world countries in general. Anyway, that's a whole fucking yeah, we'll different vibe. Trust me. <laughs> I can go on. I can go in on that shit. Yeah. You know, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's, there's so many fucking little things. Like I say, they're mostly hygiene related. But well, for you, maybe. For me. For yeah. me, yeah. It's different for everyone. What about the DMV? I mean, the DMV is fucking cancer for everybody. Yeah. But but there's a lot of online options with the DMV now. Yeah, sometimes. Not you can do a that. lot of the shit online now if you look. Yeah. It's not so bad. I mean, the actual DMV is just fucking treachery. Everyone knows that. Everyone, Everyone's fucking just been in that hellscape. It's awful. Well, see, the... the the town that I'm living in, or that I've been living in the past couple of years, uh, is really small. It's got a population of like 10,000 people. And so the DMV there has two people working in it. And But it's, it sounds bad, but it's actually really good because... Yeah, that's you know, like where I come from. Yeah, so it's a good it's a good culture when you go in there. When you go talk to the DMV workers, they actually smile at you and are human. You yeah, know, they're well, not, because their day doesn't suck all yeah, day. They're not dead like the rest of the DMV people in Winston here. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and you only have to wait there like fifteen, thirty minutes, and here you got to wait like an hour or two or three. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had to go here, but maybe twice. I don't know. That one's that one's bad, but you know you I can think... go to any DMV in the state, right? You don't have to go to the one. Yeah, else. yeah, no. The one I went, the where I grew up, it was only open on like a fucking Tuesday. It's really small. Oh shit! It's open one day a week. Yeah, one or twi- once or twice a week. It wasn't too great. Hmm. It Sounds fucking, like it. it sucked. A lot of the experience sucks. So. Well, yeah, I mean that's it's what Sparta, North Carolina. Yeah. That's probably pretty. Uh, a small town, small get, potatoes. What kind of people you got coming in there? <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking ruffians. Yeah, Some I would ruffians. imagine. I mean, it's not good. I actually went up there for. I, I don't go up there often, but I went there the other day. I mean, it's it, it's like a phys, You know, aesthetically, it's a beautiful place. It's in the, it's, you know, it's the fucking Blue Ridge Mountains. Like, yeah, it's I mean, beautiful it's... there. But the actual town and living in it is a completely different situation. When you're a, a part of that world, it's not, it's so far removed. It's weird. I haven't lived there in so long. It's just, it's so foreign almost, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get, I understand the appeal. It's just not, it's just not for me. Well, there's better towns to live in if you want to live in that area, in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But, it's just the, the, the fucking triviality, the trivial nature of just being human, though. It goes beyond, like, little things like that. Just little shit. Just, like, okay, e- example. You need your teeth to to just fucking survive, right? Just to in, with take, intake sustenance. To just eat, consume, to live. Yeah. But, but, okay, so every day you get up. You go through your fucking hobbies, your habits, your day-to-day living. You eat merely to survive. Don't even look at it as an indulgence. You eat only what you need to survive. And then you have to get this stupid fucking brush and throw some shit on it and brush your fucking teeth so they don't rot out of your skull. Okay? Every day. Twice a fucking day, they say. And then you got to take this stupid fucking string and wedgie it between your teeth. Which is just so fucking uncomfortable. Until it hits your gum. Until it hits and your fucking gum and it bleeds you sometimes. you get stuck in a tough spot and it boom, bounces yeah, which, through and stabs your gum. Yeah, and then you start bleeding. Of course, I might just have fucking gingivitis or something. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not the most thorough. I actually, I got a bleach kit a while back, so my teeth are whiter. But it's only because of the bleach kit. Yeah. It's not because I'm doing anything right. <laughs> yeah, so that's really fucking annoying. And I can't stand how fucking condescending the, the, the dental assistants are. They get on my fucking nerves. Every time I go in there, they're like, how often do you brush? And it's, you can't fucking lie because they just, they're going to call you out. And they're yeah. going to make you look stupid. And they're like, oh, enough. They're like, oh, no, answer. you need to floss. Like, hey, I'm here for you to clean the fucking yeah. gunk off my teeth. I know how Not often gonna fucking I brush my teeth and how often I should, you know? Yeah, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I don't know. And then they'll give you the shitty little toothpaste. Like, you're too fucking <laughs> stupid or poor to buy toothpaste, you know? Get out of here with this. So, that really gets on my fucking nerves. And then, I don't know, just, it's it's mostly just shit like that. It's mostly just... A lot of it's other people. You notice this, though? Like, most of the fucking things that suck about living are other people. <laughs> yeah. But, ironically, it's also the part that makes living the best. Yeah. You know? It's a it, it truly is the whole you can't live, with a, can't live without them situation. Yeah. Because most of this shit that makes us just utterly fucking dread existence, it's, it's just someone else. Yeah. It's someone else. They're like, they're fucking fat, raw, high, laying next to you, and you can't fucking breathe. You can't move. You know, circle in the fucking parking lot. You can't get the fuck out. All of these things. It's other people. But by that same token, it's other people's presence in your life that gives meaning to it. So it's well, fucking it's, mad. It's also the things that they they can do for you. You know. Yeah. Like the example I was going to use is, um, I was driving here tonight. And there was a stoplight and. You know, there's a main road going through it, and there's a little side road that runs through perpendicular, and that's what the stoplight's for. And what they should do with this stoplight is let the main road go for, like, a minute, and then turn it red and let the side road go for, like, you know, 15 seconds or so. Because that's how often cars come through there. And I know how they have, like, sensors and stuff under the pavement, so they, you know, it'll turn green, or it'll switch if there's a car there. But I'm coming through this thing, and there's just all these cars in front of me. And so it turns green, and they all start going. And then it just turns yellow, like five seconds later. And it turns red. And then it just lets one car go. And it's like I have to wait for like three light cycles just to get through this thing. And there's there's like hardly any traffic that's making this happen. And I'm just thinking like, okay, so some dumbass who programmed this light had a simple job. He probably had a four-year bachelor's degree in... Uh, computer engineering and all he had to do was make a simple state machine right turn green if this turn red if this and this dumbass just completely fucks it up and of course he probably has no oversight so he just puts it in and you know the, the mayor comes out oh yeah it switches colors looks good and so they just leave it and then it's been there for years and years and years and it does the same fucking thing and pisses off at people every day but you know as i was saying you can't live without it if there wasn't a light there then the other road would never get to go. It would just be chaos. Yeah. I don't know. I personally think that there shouldn't be any stoplights. I think we should just let it all <laughs> work its way. I mean, fucking Darwinism yeah. would certainly rear its yeah. head, for sure. Some people would just sit there all day, and some people would work their way through. I think the solution is just to drive a shitty car. That a shitty you car? You don't have to worry about getting hit. Just fucking aggressive ass you know be an aggressive driver <laughs> if you want to get over you get over if they don't want to get over they hit you you know <laughs> yeah, so it's like nascar sort of yeah yeah that's how people in cities drive yeah oh yeah they're fucking crazy you go down charlotte and shit yeah i hate driving there 
Our perspective is so limited. There's probably people from the city that are going to be listening to this. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte's nothing. Yeah, that's fucking child's play, probably. I don't know. It's fucking annoying to me. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's true. We, we, need, we need these same things that we fucking complain about. But, and they, I mean, they are trivial. They're trite, but that's the fucking point. That's the point. But... I don't know. There's so many, though. There's just so fucking many, and they add up. And on their own, they're really not that bad. They're really not that fucking annoying independently of one another. But once you start, like the Walmart experience, once you start to add it all up, and it's a packaged experience, it's just fucking misery. It's enough to put you in a bad mood by the time you leave. And that's just one part of your day. Yeah. Right? That's nothing. That's just one section. That's like a one-hour segment of your fucking day. And then you compound it with the rest of your day and all the things there. And you compound and it with your week and your month and then your life. Well, and you're just doing it over and over and over again, all these petty things. <laughs> yeah, and it's the repetitive, mundane nature of it all. And then when you talk about people, for me, this goes on, on more of a personal level, I would say. But I think the biggest issue for me amongst all this, whatever, all this is pretty... It's, we said, trivial. It's nothing. In the grand scheme, though, I would say the most disheartening part about all this, about every bit of it, is how people interact with one another. In that, you're talking about the Walmart woman, and this, that, and the other, and the, hey, how are you? And it's just like, every fucking time we respond the same. It's always the same. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? 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 And you get the worst fucking day of your life. And you're never going to say, oh, I've been better. Or anything but. You're going to either say nothing and nod. Or you're going to just say, oh, I'm good. How are you? And then they're going to fucking respond the same way. Even if their life is utter fucking misery. I like to mix it up. I like to say I'm doing well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Adds yeah. a little bit of color to the A little bit. But it's still, it's like, <laughs> there's only so much you can reveal and... You know, like when people talk to one another, just basic interactions like that. Those are those are very minor. And then when you like, if you talk to anyone and you have this discussion, and if you're anything but okay, it's a huge problem. It's a huge <laughs> it's like something is fucking else. severely wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's like. If if you don't respond with the same autonomous robotic response, yeah. something's amiss. Well, it's like a little dance that you're doing, yeah. having the having the, the small talk conversation. It's and it's like if you fuck it up, it's like bad dance moves, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to tell people about how shitty your day is, yeah, you just can't be forthright. You can't. There's just so little. There's such a, a small space for honesty. You know, we all want honesty. We all want transparency but i don't think we want it as bad as we say we do you know we all aspire to be around people who are open and and forthright and we want to be the same but as soon as someone is it's just like it's too fucking much it's too much you know and i think that's why we live in our little our little bubbles our little we we walk in a little fucking single file all the things that we do we do in the same exact way because we don't this is way divergent from the from the fucking trivial nature of of life, but it's true. It's just that's more of a frustration of life. 
than I think a, a trivial a trivial matter. It's a bigger matter. It's not so trivial. It's just so it's human. It's human. It's human to to be scared, to hide, to not want to fully reveal all your cards. But you gain nothing from it but pride. You save you save a little bit of face. But what is that? You know, when you have to sacrifice your sanity. When you you would rather have someone think that you're completely okay when you're anything but inside just so you can uphold an image for and for what? Legacy, you know, so someone doesn't think negatively of you when you're gone who gives a shit. Well, that could be seen as a certain kind of virtue. Stoicism. Stoicism, yeah, I was about to say. But is it though? Is it because I think it's we've discussed this before any anybody can be everyone is at some point unsteady all of us yeah. usually now right now all the time it's well, to varying like, extents I feel like in American society the the the, uh, the archetypal uh, man who who bears the burden of life and holds everything together in the middle of chaos that's the image that everyone shoots for men anyway um, true yeah and so it that's is. that's what they you know that's the reason that people do that but the thing is is that that man that idealistic man he will break eventually he will bend and then what who does that person go to and i think that's what that's what causes a lot of these issues you see a lot of these problems, these midlife crises and this, that, and the other, yeah. is that people aren't allowed to be human. They're just not allowed to just be and to yeah. feel. It's mainly just a symptom of the culture. I mean, like I just said, that's like a, a, an archetypal cultural ideal. It's not so much the yeah. consequence of any right choice. You I, know? Think that'll, I think that is one thing that... So it's subject to change. I think that's one thing that has honestly gotten better with with our generation with age. Yeah. I do Seems think. like it. It does. I don't know. That's separate from the trivial shit. But that's what happens. You think about all these trivial shit, all these trivial fucking things in life, and then they just start to add up, and then it manifests into something more. Yeah. You know, it's like the fucking yeah. pickle jar. You know. Well, it's the same way. Like it's just as in a, you know, general advice for relationships is to have open communication. And it sounds cliche because you've probably heard that all the time. But the problem is, is if you don't have open communication, like let's say. You know, this relates to the trivial shit. If some if someone that you're in a relationship with does something trivial, right? It's just so small, whatever. So you don't say anything. Now you've established this idea that if they do something small, you don't say anything. So you get into the habit. But every time they do something, it builds up. And it just builds and builds and builds. And then that's what causes, you know, spontaneous breakups and lashing out and all this yeah. other. And so the problem is that people don't just say what they feel like we're talking about you know the, the right. small shit adds up well because we all want to be cool yeah i think that's a lot of it is everybody wants to feel like everybody wants to appear like nothing bothers them yeah and that we like to think that the other people will know that they're doing something wrong and then they'll yeah. just fix it themselves <laughs> yeah we don't want to put ourselves at risk for yeah for laying down the law it reminds me i was watching seinfeld last night and i was watching the episode serenity now and it's about George's dad 
Costanza's dad, every time he gets fucking mad, his therapist told him to say serenity now, serenity now to calm himself down. (laughs) But the way you're supposed to do the technique is like something makes you mad and you calmly say to yourself, serenity now, serenity now, except Frank, his dad is like, serenity now, serenity now, he's fucking yelling at the top of his fucking lungs, serenity now. And finally, and, and then Kramer starts doing it. Kramer starts, serenity now. Serenity now. Every, these fucking kids keep messing with him and shit. Fucking with him. Egging his door, everything. Serenity now. Serenity now. And eventually, this crazy fuck, his name's Lloyd Braun. He tells, he was in the nut house prior. You know, he's he's from a fucking insane asylum. And he tells George, he's like, you know, that doesn't work. He says, what? Serenity now. It doesn't work. He's like, what do you mean? He's like... These techniques, these tips, where you just try to tell yourself that it's okay, you just bottle it up, and eventually you're going to blow. He's like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. You're from the fucking loony bin. He's like, okay, well, just remember this. Serenity now, insanity later. (laughs) (laughs) And it's fucking true. I mean, it applies, because people will tell themselves it doesn't bother me. It's okay. And we sweep things under the rug, because we want to be amicable. We don't want to rock the boat we don't want to change we don't want to want to have to fix what isn't broken but what ends up happening is it over enough time those little things that you're talking about those innocuous actions they build and build and build and if we're talking about the fucking foundation to a home the the fucking wood the floor they start to build cracks at first they're little dense they're harmless but then it starts to crack and crack and bend and bow, and eventually it's going to collapse. This is just something that you can see in nature in general then. I mean, not necessarily nature like plants, but like just in the way the world works. You know, you get a little tiny pinhole crack in your windshield. If you just fix yeah. it, it's gone. But if you just let it sit and don't pay attention to it, oh, it's fine, right? Doesn't yeah. matter. And then it just eventually fucking spider just webs out. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah, and that's the thing is like going back to what we were you know, go, like going to what we had talked about before we started recording this, which is much of it is a choice. All this from from the fucking completely day to day minutia, harmless bullshit. You know, the Walmart parking space to communicating with your your lover, your fucking family, whoever, your friends. It's a choice. You decide. Every day is a series, a cascade of decisions that you are in charge of. You are your own God, in a sense. You are in control. No one is a bigger cheerleader for you than you. You are in, you are in complete control of your actions. Well, you're, now, the, you're the only one that can convince yourself to change anything anyway. So. Well, and it's a question of what will it take to do it and we've been over the action in action and how people uh would rather take the path of least resistance because it's less effort just like with the parking space and the moving you know walking instead of fucking riding around in circles for five minutes but that just shows it it just shows the our nature and our heart and what we've become and our unwillingness to sacrifice and that's what really this all comes down to it's sacrifice and in most of its perspectivism most of these situations are avoidable for us 
most of them we don't really have to endure or we don't have to perceive it the way that it is like you said you know i'm over here bitching about the the handle on the door and this that and the other but you know and it gets it gets a little mushy and a little cliched and a little fucking uh left wingish but it's like just to be thankful to have clean fucking water yeah to like wash the the fucking grimy garbage from your hands or to even have toilet paper in the bathroom yeah uh, libby went to fucking cuba and she said toilet paper was like a serious problem over there they didn't have any in china really no toilet paper no not in public bathrooms anyway what do they have no nothing what do you do well you know when they shit they don't sit down they squat and so the goal is that you kind of spread your butt cheeks far enough where you don't get as much shit on you but they just fucking pull their pants back up and keep going they don't wipe it all? No. It's a disgusting place. <laughs> Relatively now. I to mean, them, do they not, not like that? Do you think maybe they carry wet wipes with them or something? Mm, I don't know. I don't know what's I would think that are. would make sense. I know tissues are like a big thing. Everyone carries tissues. Tissues are like cell phones over there. Everyone's got tissues. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, just to, just to have, just to fucking not have to, like in India, not to have to shit in a hole, you know? So is these tiny tiny things and i think if everyone were more appreciative of those small things then life wouldn't seem as trash as it is because it's like it in, in our general perspective and the way that we live these things seem so fucking irritating and it's it's difficult to not feel that it's difficult to live in this world in this you know the the era the time and the place that we live and not feel frustrated by all these little things. Yeah. You know. But at the end of the day, they're really not that big of a deal. It's really about... It's actually kind of cool that we get to go to those things. Like little challenges, you know? <laughs> little challenges? <laughs> yeah, little... That's uh, one way of looking at it. I mean, compared to the shit some people have to deal with, it's like... We should be happy that... Well, first of all, we should be happy that there's some kind of adversity in our life, you know? I mean, how boring would it be if nothing bad ever happened? It would, if there it would was be never fucking Wally. You ever seen Wally? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Floating around in our fucking hover cars. I think I've asked you that before. That's what it would be. Yeah. We'd float around in our little fucking hover yeah. hover machines. and. I mean, I'd rather have some kind of discomfort in life. And if that means well, having to fucking go shopping at Walmart, then, you know, Well, you'd have to. Yeah, you would have no story. You would have nothing to say. Life... Yeah. It's like a fucking novel. Like if there were no drama, if there were no, if there were, like you said, there's no adversity, what would there be to do? What would there be to say? It would merely be survival for the sake of survival and yeah. nothing else, you know? And just so, constant pursuit of pleasure and expediency. I mean, that's, that's tends to be what we're heading I mean, that's, We're already there. Yeah. We're already there. Well, like go farther. I mean, just the fact you, earlier you were showing me your little Amazon order now. Yeah, buttons. my dash buttons. Yeah. So you got like you can order all this shit to your house, toilet yeah. paper and everything. All the shit that I go to Walmart for, you just go on your computer, click buttons, and it. Shows but that's it. pretty fucking sweet. Like I yeah. stand by that. But see, that, that's just that's just you know now. Give it more time, it's just going to get more and more expedient. Eventually, yeah. drones. They're going to just like fucking tap into my brain waves and yeah. know what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, you'll just think mm, I need some toilet paper today, and then a drone will come drop some off five minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, some technology can be an incredible thing. I mean, particularly medically speaking, I think technology is amazing, but I think it's abused. I think most of it pertains to social media and social interaction, but mostly like 
dash buttons and shit like that. It's I think it's a helpful tool. It's great to be able to quit, especially if you need something and you're just like shit and you don't have time to go get it. You know, especially I would imagine people who have families, people who who are really busy a lot of the time. Uh, I would say it'd be really cool to have that. You know, but I don't know. It's 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 a fucking elegant balance between being inconvenienced and having something to say and having something to do and, and living and experiencing and not completing ha- not completely hating every second of your existence. Um, yeah, it's a fucking hard line to toe. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's always going to be things that make you hate your current existence, but I think the goal is to not hate every second of it. You want your general outlook to be a little bit better. I don't think I don't think most people hate every second. I definitely don't hate every second. I would say. Well, I mean, some people they're just constantly depressed. You know, they're just yeah. constantly in a bad mood. They're just always in that state of mind, and it just it's a feedback loop. Yeah, but a lot, like I said, a lot. Not getting into like clinical depression or anything like that, but just you know, we're talking about just being in a in a bad a bad spot in your life, a rut. That's more a series of choices that you made that led to a less than desirable result. You have the power to make a better decision. You will ultimately suffer for it. You will pay the consequences. You will be required to sacrifice something at the altar of life to yield a better result. It's up to you to decide if you want to sacrifice it. And often the answer is no. Often... People don't want to sacrifice comfort or, you know, basically, yeah, just fucking comfort, routine, what they're used to for the sake of a better life. It's the people who are willing to sacrifice the most who stand to gain the most and lose the most. But the people who don't want to sacrifice, they have the less they have less to lose, but they have less to gain. There was a story in the Bible. I remember from when I used to go to like Christian school, church long time ago in the past life past life <laughs> but there's a story where uh jesus gave or i think it was jesus maybe it was god or buddha but someone gave someone 10 coins and they give the other person 10 coins and they're like okay i'm gonna leave you guys alone with your 10 coins and uh come back in some amount of time and we'll see what's going on and so the one guy buried his 10 coins and he's like, Jesus is going to be so impressed with me that I still have all my ten coins when I go back to see him. So he buries them. And the other guy uh, invested them or something. I forgot how the story goes. And so anyway, he turned his ten coins into a hundred coins. But in doing so, he risked losing all, all ten coins. But he didn't lose them. He, he won, you know, in a little gamble or investment or whatever he did. So they come back to Jesus. And guess who Jesus rewarded? It was the one... The motherfucker that, who buried yeah. the coins. No, it was the one who, who gambled. The gambled? Them. Yeah. Mm. He won. The dude, who, because he took the risk. Okay. I'm not I'm not sure what the lesson is there, but it, it probably I mean, means, the lesson is take take a risk. Yeah, take take risk. It pays off. And, I was going to say, fuck, I, I hope that guy won, but I was like, no, I don't know, it's the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure if I trusted to have the result I would would hope for. But no, ironically, the Bible actually has a lot of... Uh, a lot of good uh, parables. Yeah, if you're smart enough not to take the stuff literally, then it actually is pretty pretty good at like life lessons and stuff. It, yeah. Like, if you're a Christian and you read it, you're not going to get 
you're not going to get that out of it. But if you're a non-Christian and you're intelligent, the the reading the Bible actually has a lot of uh, profound insights in it. Yeah, I actually find that people who are not religious typically are more knowledgeable about religion than religious people. Yeah. Because religious people, like, we're talking about religious religious, not I believe in God. That's a different situation. Those people are too zealous to gain anything more substantial, like you're saying. Well, see, your point of view of what the Bible is changes, too. When you're Christian, it's just like you're scared to even question question it. Like, you don't even want to, you know, like, I I remember making this, uh, making, uh, telling my roommate this freshman year in college and this dude was like straight zealous religion you know he wasn't that bright uh he came from a religious family and i he'd smoke weed with me sometimes i remember one time i told him i was like you know uh ironically the the best rolling paper for rolling joints is uh pages from the bible because it's so thin (laughs) (laughs) and that dude got like this look of absolute terror on his face when i said that so to them the bible is like this thing that's just like it's not even a material thing. It's just like this holier than thou. Yeah. Know, like they're, they're scared of it. But really, if you, if you look at it, like what it is, it's a historical, uh, amalgam of texts that were put together and translated very, you know, brutishly over the course of several languages. It's still the, the actual metaphysical insights in the stories themselves are pretty, pretty valuable. You should have gave him a joint. That was made from, oh, and then told from the Bible and told him after he smoked. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that's what it boils down to. Is life life is as fucking easy or as difficult as you make it. But, it, I mean, it's going to have hurdles. It's going to have obstacles. You will always suffer. I've said this many, many times before, and I'll say it many, many times after. You'll suffer, but how much it impacts you is up to you. You know, there are people who my mom told me she's in uh, physical therapy right now for her back and her neck like there she has like deteriorated disc and shit like that and she said she you know she's fucking complaining whining bitching every day you know in pain this that and the other so she goes to physical therapy for it she gets in there and this guy walks in and this fucking dude has no arms none not a one nothing not even one not even one oh no arms did he have legs oh uh, yeah i think he had legs that's good yeah, I'm not sure, but he had no arms, and the guy had the biggest fucking smile on his face, and just had nothing but positivity to offer her and the rest of the people in there, and it's crazy that that's what you'll often find. You'll find that the people who suffer the most, the people who hurt the most, the people the who... Woke ones. The what? They're the woke ones. They're the woke ones. They're fucking woke <laughs> to life, and they're just like, hey man, I am where I am. And I'm doing the best I can per my situation. So what's there to feel fucking glum about? Yeah. And then the people who really haven't honestly endured very much, yeah. those are the people who feel the most overwhelmed because they don't know what it's like to actually be burdened with something heavy. Yeah. You know? It's like if you lifted a hundred fucking pound bags of cement or some shit every day of your life, all day, and that's what you did, you know, a little fucking potted plant is nothing. But when you, the only thing you're used to yeah. lifting is your dick and your phone all day. Lifting one of those bags is a pretty fucking Herculean task, you know, or anything slightly above yeah. what you're used to, you know. So that's just the way we're programmed. Yeah. You just have to embrace the fact that you're going to hurt 
and just be okay with it. And that's what it boils down to with these little these little menial this that and the other. And you yeah. have to remind yourself. You have to you have to flip that switch a lot because we get in that mode and it's automatic. It's automatic. Fuck, I hate this. You know, yeah. and then switch it and be like, oh fuck. Well, it doesn't have to be so shitty. I choose to hate it as much as I do. Yeah, it could be way shittier. I way mean, just, just shitty. to put that into perspective, in, in uh, Soviet gulags in the prison camps during the Cold War, or I mean World War Two, <laughs> and also into the Cold War era, they there were a uh, hundred pound bags of salt that they made prisoners carry from one side of the prison to the other, and then back. And that's what they did all day. Like that was their work. And if they didn't do it, then they'd just shoot them. And there there was a sign over the collection of salt bags where they would go pick them up at that said work will set you free but that Damn. just that just meant it'll kill you <laughs> and so these people yeah, so these people were too scared just to not do the work because then they'd get shots so they don't want to die there instantly but they don't want to be in prison for the rest of their life so they would carry the salt bags because that was the easiest way out because it was did they ever let them out though no they never let them no i mean that the way out was you die from exhaustion from carrying the salt bags okay so there was just they, yeah, but, they just but never they would, ever they would rather die from the exhaustion of carrying salt bags and someone shoot them so that's what they would do fuck that i'd rather be shot well, would you lift the bags you do a lot of things when someone has the gun to your head so. i guess that's true it's easy to say that see i've always wondered that like in the movies when you see people holding people at gunpoint tell them to dig their own graves you yeah. know and I'd be, I always think I'd be like, fuck you, just shoot me, you dig it, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, you'll do the anything. Fear. Yeah, you'll do fear. anything to keep it going. I guess it depends. Yeah. That's a choice. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to wrap it up. I think that's good, yeah. All right. That'll do it. <laughs>